0: Why do some people stay married even though they're not prepared to prioritize their spouses? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 66 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that many who seek divorce really want to be married, while many who claim to want to stay married really seek divorce. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. A fellow once came to Rav Chaim Kanievsky and told him that his marriage wasn't going so well. His wife wanted a divorce, but he was hesitating. Rav Kanievsky responded, There seems to be no choice. It appears you must divorce your wife. The man turned to leave, and Rav Kanievsky said solemnly, Remember, even divorce is a mitzvah in the Torah. You need to fulfill the mitzvah with joy, just like any other mitzvah. Perhaps this will cause you to enjoy another mitzvah in the future. The man then asked, what other mitzvah are you referring to? Ravkanevsky responded, if you are not a Kohen, perhaps she will one day be convinced to remarry you. Then you'll be able to enjoy a second marriage with her and fulfill the mitzvah of returning a divorcee. The man then replied, if that's the case, then perhaps I will try to stay with her now. Ravkanevsky replied, indeed. He blessed the man that he should find success and let him take his leave. Today's stuff discusses a man who has vowed that his wife may not derive any benefit from him. In order to annul the vow, the basin asks him how he feels about earning a reputation as someone who easily gets divorced, not to mention the ramifications for his family members. While he didn't actually ask for a divorce, the basin is telling him that his vow has left him no choice but to get divorced. Hopefully that realization will put some sense into him. Let's look at the Gemara. The Baser may broach dissolution for a person by raising the issue of his own honour and the honour of his children. They say to him, Had you known that tomorrow people will say about you this is the habit of so and so, that he divorces his wives due to vows, and they'll say about your daughters. They are daughters of divorce, so they will ask, What did their mother see to divorce? And if the man who vowed said, Had I known it was so, I would not have vowed, it is dissolved. Explains Thuran one who makes his wife swear after deriving benefit from him, from him to the extent that he is forced to divorce her, we open up with his personal honor and the honor of his children, and we are not concerned that he may lie due to shame. Let's analyze the Gemara. For a marriage to work, both the husband and the wife have to want to make it work. If either party is not interested in staying in the marriage, then it won't be successful and no amount of counseling will change that outcome. When that happens... The one who wants to stay married often cannot understand why his spouse wants out. I've met with several couples in this situation over my years in the rabbinate, and paradoxically, after deep discussions with the couple, it becomes clear that the one who wants to end the marriage really wants it to continue, and the one who wants it to continue really wants it to end. What do I mean? People who get married don't want to get divorced getting divorced means your marriage failed and nobody wants to fail at anything in life. And so some people will insist on staying married even when either or both are suffering in the marriage. That's the story of the person in Algamara. He's not doing anything to make the marriage work. He's vowed to do nothing to make his wife happy. And yet he doesn't realize that there's no point continuing in such a marriage. We need to take him to the basin for them to inform him that unless he mends his ways, the only recourse is divorce. If he's not doing anything for his spouse, why doesn't he just get divorced? The basin knows the answer to that. He wouldn't want the shame of divorce. He likes people to know that he's a happily married man. That's why we need to shake him up and let him know that his marriage is a facade. He might think that he wants to be married, but his actions suggest otherwise. Unless he's prepared to do the right thing, he has no right to stay in the marriage. Contrast his attitude with that of his wife. She would love to be married, but she realizes that things aren't working out as she had hoped. Wisely, she'd rather halt the pain and suffering and refresh her life. So in fact, while she's claiming she wants out, the truth is she really wants to stay married. It's her husband who says he wants to be married, but whose actions are saying, I don't really want to be married. I'm not prepared to do what it takes. That's why the bastion first addresses the man's own honor. this fellow is not really married. He's presenting a show of marriage to the world for his personal honor. But personal honor is the antithesis of marriage. It's not about your honor. Marriage is about honoring your spouse. Our sages teach that one must forever honor one's wife more than one honors oneself. That means doing what she likes to do, going where she likes to go, and buying what she likes to buy, as long as it's within your means. It doesn't mean that you can't take care of your own needs and wants, but you must honor her more than yourself. Rather, it means seeing to the needs that she has and then taking care of your own. Divorce is a terrible thing. Our sages tell us that when a couple gets divorced, the holy altar in the temple sheds tears. Sadly, however, when the marriage is about your own honor, it's doomed to fail. When you got married, you signed on to a lifetime of service to your spouse. As Rabbi Helbo taught, always be especially careful with the honor of your wife for blessings are present in the house of a man only because of his wife, as it states, Apron was treated well on Sarah's account. If you feel honoured to be married to your spouse, it's time to take that honour and invest everything you have into it, so that it feels like you have the most honoured, loved, and cherished spouse in the world. May you merit a life of service to your basharit, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years, or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation, it's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter, contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Duff.